1: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi and welcome to this week's Snowcast. I'm your host as ever, DJ Walsh, and you're more than fucking welcome. It's, it's, an, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you. Thanks everyone so much for the, the incredible feedback to last week's podcast, uh, where we basically called St. Patrick out. Um, it was very refreshing. It was great. I think we inspired some American Yanks on TikTok as well. and I see from the, the the Twitter timeline, Um a lot of them were giving St Patrick some shit during the week. Which you know we they can't. They're, been, they're not allowed to do that. We're allowed to give St Patrick shit. Like there's no ab- absolute. i 100, 100. But look, you know we'll take it on the chin. We will accept responsibility for the uh, the, the over enthusiastic Irish Americans at this time of the year. I mean, I mean it's more an American holiday than an Irish holiday anyway. At this stage, isn't it?
2: I know, definitely, yeah. I know. I think uh, in Ireland we just use it as a means of uh, of protesting the lockdown. <laughs> that's that's I, what we use it as this year.
1: I mean, I like, honest to God, like I'm just thinking, you know, it's it's a complete nonsense of a bank holiday anyway. We, I think we touched on it last last week, but like, imagine we'll having take a bank. It. We'll take
2: a bite,
1: am saying, Imagine having a bank holiday on a Wednesday and having going to go into work on a Thursday.
2: Yeah, like it is. It is a farce for us in terms of. Like it should be a two day or, or you know, it should be you know, Paddy's Eve should be the yeah. real night out, like, you know.
1: I mean I'd be happy to, to I'd be happy to sacrifice a weekend uh, to to have a two day or like you know yeah. Would, yeah it wouldn't bother me any bit.
2: Come in on the Sunday or something. Yeah, skip, but, skip mass, come in on the Sunday.
1: Skip mass, come in, go into work <laughs> on the Sunday, sure sure. Serve God in mysterious ways, just like Patrick did himself. <laughs> uh, but enough about Todd and the sods. Uh we <laughs> This week, this week we ha- we haven't gone solo. We're joined by uh, a very special guest. Someone we're delighted having the podcast, and one of the many co-hosts of uh, a podcast that I've been completely enamoured with over lockdown. It's the Modern Escapism Podcast, uh, which uh, I absolutely love. It's um, I'm not going to I'm not going to explain what it is. We we'll, we'll delve into that later on in a lot of detail. But uh, Stuart Baker, Stu, how are you getting on, man? Welcome to Snowcast.
3: Yeah. Hi. How you doing? I'm, uh, I'm doing really well. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, but, uh, I mean, pe- people will be able to tell by your accent that you're you're a Brit. Uh, we won't hold that against you, but uh, we we <laughs> thought it was very important to to welcome a British friend onto the podcast and embrace you just like uh, Irish uh, I- Irish. The, the Irish state uh, has embraced another Brit in St Patrick and hoard him around the world. We're going to hoard you around the world on this podcast this week. Oh, excellent, excellent. <laughs> Yeah, so you're the St. Patrick of of Irish podcasting at the moment.
2: Yeah, it's going to be Stuart
1: Baker's day. Yeah, yeah
3: yeah yeah i'll give you i'll give you two days yeah the
2: 20th of march
1: this day, yeah. This yeah. day. I just, all we want is the 18th because then we can do them back to back you know Yeah,
2: exactly yeah actually that's fucking good idea
1: yeah we can have like pe- people can pick a side and then they can like bare knuckle box to to see who 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 who's their favorite like you know I, i'll be team stew all the way anyway yeah uh, sure patrick's only a fraud we've that well established um but yeah, the Modern Escapism podcast too is uh, something that we'll delve into in an awful lot uh, more detail after we go through our prisoners. But do you want to tell the listeners what it is in a sentence or two there?
3: Yeah, basically it's a podcast where we try and escape from the real world news. So we talk about everything outside of politics and COVID and the news to just try and get away from all that shite. Um, so we, we'll talk... Video games, films, books, TV, music, like whatever in popular culture.
1: Yeah, but badly needed now more than ever. And uh, he—it sounds like you have an awful lot of fun preparing for recording. Like you do a lot more preparation than we do.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we each week we have um, we have a talk about we first talk about stuff that we've been doing or experiencing or watching, etc. And then we have like a main topic every week, which we have a little bit of fun with. So,
1: yeah. I mean, our our preparation is we go to the off-license and, yeah. <laughs> and often buy beer that we don't even drink on the podcast. <laughs> Excellent. Speaking of a beer that we are going to drink on the podcast, I think, because um, I really want to get stuck into the modern escapism bit because I think it's really important uh, at the moment. But first, we're going to have our, our new weekly segment, Pilsner and Prowl. Now, in typical snowcast fashion, I gave Stu like... Less than 24 hours' notice of what pills are sweet, bought, <laughs> and still being in a different country, didn't manage to get this. So, we'll do this re- relatively quickly because I don't want to be rude to our guest uh, and be talking about beers. But, um, uh, That's I-, I enjoy it yeah 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 in fact um one, one of the first people to give me uh, feedback on last week's podcast on the pills or power Powell aspect was was too so um we're, <laughs> you're going to get the experience it in real life now which is a uh, uh, in real time which is certainly differently but uh oh and have you the spread the, the golden spreadsheet is, is she open
2: oh she's open yeah yeah entry uh, number three is incoming all right uh, so yeah, this week we're drinking Trinity Irish Pilsner from Third Circle Brewing Company. Is it? I, I always, I always tend to like if I'm unsure, just add in Brewing Company at the end of a, at the end of a brewery. Like just like, oh yeah, that's that's that sounds like what their that their official title is. But yeah,
1: Third Circle anyone, anyway. Yeah, I don't think anyone's going to fight you on the on the adding the Brewing Company to the internet.
2: <laughs> no, I, I know. But even if it's just like not their official t- title, I just like I like to add it in. A lot most of them have it like um but yeah so uh what 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 do you what do you reckon about like just just as an overall kind of taste well,
1: you know or- you know me now uh, i i'm a devil for smelling a beer when i first pour it mm. out or first get it or or open the can and then i loved i loved straight away i loved the the kind of again this this like the smells like raw ingredients do you know what i mean like the the the, the pure raw ingredients going to a brew i got that smell from it so i really are actually really faking it and um, uh, yeah it, it flared my nostrils maybe we should have added a nostril flare to start with but sure look we have enough obscure um uh, uh measurements going on at the moment with this but uh, yeah it's it's look it's a really really and again it's a really enjoyable pilsner um I think we'll get into we'll get into things in a bit more obscure detail in a minute, but I'm really enjoying drinking it. It's it's really drinkable, um, and it's I think it's it's different than the two prisoners we've drank so far. Very different, um, but that's not necessarily a bad thing.
2: Yeah, no, it's definitely. Um, I don't know. I know it's uh, it's obviously a lager, but it definitely just tastes like a lager. Do you know what I mean? Like it has that kind of laggery taste about it? Um, yeah. And yeah, look, sure, let's go fucking straight into it. Um so first category, right? The ghoul and jig. Does it get the the shoulders going, you know? Does it are you ready for a, a fight or a dance or whatever, you know, after after taking a sip of this?
1: Right. I, I don't know how you feel, but I think the ghoul and jig is probably where she's weak. Um
2: I'll just have a sip here now, just yeah, to...
1: yeah. Swallow around there. So the more I drink it, the more it grows on me. So that's like the opposite of the ghoul and jig. Like that's you know. So the first up, like with with with, with To last week, the first up was a real fucking go-getter. You go-getter, know? yeah. Whereas I think this is a more hunker down. Uh, you're not sitting on a high stool with this, you're sitting in a on on a chair in in around the table, you know. Yeah, is it's
2: it- a bit more mellow, isn't it? Like it kind of yeah. it's um you know, I, I know we're, we're kind of looking into this uh, now because, you know, stout season is over and you're looking for your summer drink and, you know, what will get you going for the summer. The, the evenings are getting longer, you know, you are looking for a beer garden thing, but this wouldn't be out of place at, at a, you know, winter fire in a pub, you know, in a snug, you know, that you'd have one of these and you'd sip away and have a few chats, you know,
1: No, it's more what- mellow. She'd do all year and, and like it's a beer that I would definitely go to for, you know, especially now, right? Look at today uh or this weekend where you'd have like Six Nations rugby on the telly all day and a bit of football. Imagine being in a pub. Imagine, imagine being in Henry Downs and Watford today after Henry de had cleaned up at Cheltenham, right? And you know, it's it's a it's a pub owned by that family. So imagine you're there for the day and you're like you go in early. You're on it for the day. You're watching the sport, enjoying the crack because the atmosphere would be electric if you were in Henry Downs today. Uh, after the week that that family had over in Cheltenham,
2: yeah. So I think I think you're onto something there. You're you're using this as something to to settle nearly the already sh- the already ghoulings going. Yeah. You know because you're put you're you're piped up already for the for the weekend for the for the crack that's after been had. and You need something just to you don't want to fucking make sure the shoulders hitch in the ears. You know. Yeah.
1: And I think I think like this this beer is probably going to score a lot worse on our ridiculous scoring system than it actually drinks, because I think it's a much more drinkable, like it has a lot more longevity, whereas we're kind of like what will quench your thirst and what will satisfy you from the first sip? It won't do that, but it'll satisfy you over 10 points.
2: Right. So Ghoul and Jake then, what are we giving her?
1: Come on. how am I supposed to score this
2: again uh, so it's um, Bohemian Pilsner got uh, 3 for 9 euro oh, yeah. Toul got uh, 4 for 13 um, what are we giving this
1: so I, I'm going to give it so I, I think it's down the middle of the two of them and I'm going to give it 5 for 13 5 cans for 13 I don't know, like... Five for 13? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um,
2: I was going to give it a two, two for seven.
1: <laughs> how, does that, how does that even make sense? Like... I don't know. But, I,
2: but I've written two for seven in the worksheet, so we're giving it that.
1: Okay, perfect. Two for seven.
2: <laughs> uh, right. The next, the next category then is the quivering quencher. So um. Your lip is, has been quivering after a full day of work and uh, this, this, uh, this reaches those beautiful lips of yours, DJ, and, uh, and you're trying to calm down that quiver. So what level of quiver do you think this will, this will quench?
1: Firstly, I'm glad you touched on my lips because they're like my defining feature, you know, like they're... they're yeah,
2: you always <laughs> pout, pout after, them. After,
1: after years of drinking beer, they're, they're pretty much all, all I have. Well-oiled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the um and it's almost like the more my my hairline recedes the more my lips like flourish um, but, um again i don't think this is this beer's strong point uh which isn't a flight on the beer. but i don't think it's a quencher uh, you say
2: this about every category <laughs> it's not a strong point but look, no no
1: this is the thing, like I think. I think the the way the scoring system is set up, it's set up this beer to fail when actually it's not a failure of a beer at all. Yeah, that makes any sense. But yeah, like the first, the, the quivering quencher is basically like how how um, what impression does the first sip have on you, which is the exact same as the next <laughs> the next score. But look, hey, it's a perfect scoring system. We're not going to criticize yeah, that. Yeah. Um, it's been validated. Yeah, so if a nine on a Richter scale is three billion tons of dynamite, I'll give her a one point seven. Oh,
2: yeah. Okay, right. I, I'm happy. I, I took the first gallery. You can take that one. That's uh,
1: out of interest. What had you written down?
2: I had nothing written down. <laughs>
1: give it a one point seven. <laughs> one point seven. It is.
2: Um, yeah. No, that, that does sound good. Yeah. It's. Um, it's not. It's. It's nice. Again, it's not the is it the one that you'd run to, to the pub Would you, would you run you go like oh god I'm like you know I'm I'm gasping now like you know I need I need to I need to get a third circle like
1: you know uh, it's so so the thing I'd say there is like if you're going into pub after work on a friday for one quick pint to go mm-hmm. home like you're not going to go for this cuz it's not going to have that impact but again if you're hunkering down for a saturday a sport in the pub
2: yeah it, yeah
1: these is the job
2: Right, uh, the t- third category then is the post point gasp, and that's rated on a scale of that's bass.
1: <laughs> Again, like that's This is the thing. like it's, it's basically the exact same score as the previous one. To just be like absolute shy talked way into doing the same. No, thing.
2: this is the end. This is afterwards.
1: This is oh. afterwards.
2: This is this is your finish.
1: Oh, this is the sigh at the end. Yeah, yeah. I think that's B. That's B. That's B. I
2: mean, one second now. Let me just—I'll—I'll I'll do a live reaction you know.
1: <sighs> That's <dumb. laughs> yeah. Oh, you're not—you're not wrong, dude. Would you mind me asking? Did you have like this is showing my ignorance? Now, uh, did you have bass over in the UK?
3: Um, I think so. It's not something. It's presumably. not
2: mainstream over there, though. Like. No. It's not mainstream here anymore either, like,
1: yeah. But like, we because we had um, was it the Dubliners who did that TV ad, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, Uh, like an Irish folk band who were huge, like, huge in Ireland, did this TV ad about bass. Like, um, they also did a great one on Guinness too. That does Mm. around on social media every now and again, right? What's the next? What's the next? Uh,
2: the next one is just the Jibber.
1: Oh, yeah. So
2: just just That's the jibber. This is yeah. like a
1: five jib rating, isn't it?
2: Yeah, a five jib rating. Um I actually think there's good jib on her now, like
1: top jib in this. Point. I think there's a,
2: a fucking top jib on this, like. Um I was very impressed at, on that.
1: She has great carbonation. There's fine she's a fine hitting her at the start. Um when you hold her up to the light, she sparkles golden. Um, so what what we say fo what fo four? I'd give it a five jibs. I think it's great. Five,
2: five jibs and a five. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, okay. Five it is. Um, and then our last category then is uh <laughs> poke ability. So like, how what, what what is it in comparison to the one and only Puck Pilsner?
1: Well, I think like it's tough comparing it to Puck Pilsner because Puck Pilsner it did like as I said last week, you had this fucking absolute aura about. No, we just created this aura ourselves. Like, I'm not yeah. sure. I like, if it was this, if it was as good as we said it was, your man Jack Cody never would have given up brewing. No. <laughs> but, but what I would say is, like, right. So they use like it's 4.4 percent. They use German hops in it to give it that like undeniable Pilsner Lager taste. Right. So it's absolutely a Pilsner, like undoubtedly a phenomenal beer, but again like if it's not going it, like a Pope Pilsner had both that quenchability that bass ability and also had that like longevity to do you 10 points throughout the day as we often had so I think yeah i so we gave <laughs> we gave to all the 25 out of 10,000 yeah. and we gave no no so sorry had a 100,000 100,000 we gave bohemian what do you give bohemian bohemian we
2: gave it and um,
1: 63,274.28 so i think she's somewhere in between so maybe we'd give her like 46,212
2: uh 46,000 what did
1: you say? Two hundred
2: and
0: twelve. Yeah,
1: yeah. I was thinking three. three I was thinking forty-six thousand three twelve. Yeah, but yeah. Look, either or because yeah. like she has that like long like that session ability, that like consumer ability, but she doesn't have that like slap you in your face, your torso's quenched ability.
2: Yeah. So like, like she she came in hot and heavy there at the end. Like the jib of her and the poke ability really bumped her up there. You know
1: yeah because i think i think the other parts of the scoring system are, are just not weighted towards this beer. but that's look we don't fucking make the rules we, we just don't make, make the rules we don't make the rules we just make them we don't make the scoring system either it's like a live living object
2: right we can go back to Stu now <laughs> so. yeah, yeah Stu. thanks for waiting patience
1: <laughs> <laughs> Like, a decent podcast would have had this pre-recorded or would have waited, like, till tomorrow to record it. But no, you had to suffer through it in live time.
3: No, uh, it's fine. No, su- <laughs> no suffering
1: there. Um, can I ask you a question now? Mm-hmm. So you've you've heard our two previous podcasts and you've seen us do this scoring for this one. Which of the three Pilsners so far would you like to try the most? Uh
3: probably the first
1: one
3: oh yeah yeah, yeah. i don't, i can't remember the name sorry it, it was just... the bohemian oh, pilsner
1: yeah, that yeah. One, yeah yeah that was it was that was a good beer that, that was, was good, good yeah yeah uh-huh. they've, all, they've all been good i i don't have any qualms like this is actually a lovely like this, this is a lovely little quest to find pilsners each week because uh, and we haven't confined it to ireland as well uh, but we have kind of said like it has to be like an independent brewery or or else we have to think it's an independent brewery like we 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 have a german one that we're going to drink at some stage and i just had to like do you know when you go onto google onto a website and you you google literally translates the website from german to english for you so like I'm going off this that this is an independent brewery, but I don't know. But it looks yeah. good anyway.
2: It was one of those ones as well where you know you scroll down to the very, very, very bottom of the page, and you're just like looking for that like Heineken copyright or something at the very end. You know,
1: <laughs> it's like um I was in Rome in an Irish bar in Rome uh, a couple of years ago, and I got this pale ale that was piss poor, and I was actually like so disappointed. I was like, this looked it looked legitimately locally brewed. Um, and all that and then when I looked into it it was again it was like one of those fucking it was like cute horror, one of those knockout like those fake craft beers uh, that like fucking Molson or someone had I
3: had a, a beautiful beer in Rome um, I took the name of it and then I searched it when I got back home it was just like it was just a local one couldn't get it anywhere I was like oh, absolutely yeah, yeah. gutted because it was so good
2: just some local lad brewing it like in <laughs> yeah
3: it was just I was just like all i I was in the restaurant, and I was like, oh, I'll stuff that. But it
2: just turned out to be, like, really good. Yeah, I'll have a Colosseum pay later or something like that.
1: Mm. Right, Mo- moving on from the Pilsners now, and let's focus on, right, Stu, in honour of you coming on the podcast tonight. Oh, and have you actually, before we... <laughs> have you started your beer for tonight?
2: Or have uh, you- which, the, the my English
1: brew? Yeah.
2: Uh, no, but I can.
1: This is This is a professional be your podcaster here like <laughs> this is what he
2: does like you know, you know what I mean? he's finishing his pilsner off it's
3: fine
1: yeah be- before i'll come we actually last.
2: just necked the end of that pilsner so I'm-, I'm good to go
1: i'll come to last anyway but but, but, but like the, the, the for a bit of background here like myself phone and Steve, were just having a bit of a chat before we started recording and we were discussing the the flow and the sequencing of the podcast <laughs> I don't want to just open the can, and we decided to go to Pilsner at the start. <laughs> he hadn't opened the Pilsner, so he's just like mowing, mowing through the can <laughs> Yeah, all, all because he's a professional podcaster, folks.
3: Exactly, going through the beers for each section for each segment. Hey, it's not the first time.
1: Absolutely, but uh, Stu in honor, honor of you being our our, um, yeah, our our English guest on today, we decided we were going to go with uh, locally independently brewed. English breweries uh, to drink on the podcast once we had dispensed of our prisoners. So, um, Stu, I'll come to you first uh, as as the guest of honour. Um, what are you drinking tonight?
3: Um, I got a crate from the Black Sheep Brewery. Uh, so, Black Sheep are very local to me. About 10, 15 minutes, well, no, 15 minutes down the road. Um, it's very close. And I've never really drank much from them before. Um, it's only recently I've been kind of delving into different style of beers. I used to just be a bit of a lager boy. Um, I've started like t- trying different ones. So I got their Flock crate, which is full of different ones. And so tonight I've had a milk stout. I started out the podcast with a Holy Grail, which is their Monty Python inspired um it's a, that was a golden ale and I've just opened their velo uh pale ale. Amazing. Both of them are very nice. I wasn't uh the, the, the milk stout was alright. It's not really my kind of thing. Dark beers like that. Uh, so um this is a bit more my level with the the golden
1: uh, pale ales and things like that. Yeah. And is this
2: all the one brewery? Is it is it bla- is it all black sheep, is it? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, cool, cool.
1: Yeah, they do this flock crate, which is just like uh one each of their staples in a crate, isn't it? Like yeah, yeah. six six uh, five hundred mil bottles. Yeah, that that's what you want though. And like I the I've I've had black sheep, like I am actually on a black sheep tonight. Um because it's a great brewery, like it, we do get black sheep over here. and um, they they do distribute to I think Grand Central, which is a beer distributors here in Ireland. But what I love is um that they've, they've got such a variety, like golden ale is not a style that you see that often now, which is just a fucking brilliant style that I love. And like when we did the Candemic series in November, the first beer I drank was the West Kerry Brewing golden ale. and um, It's just such a pure, like old school, like deliciously clean style of beer.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm um, gutted really. I was meant to do uh, the tour t- t- around there
2: oh um, really last, last year
3: yeah we 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 me and my friends decided right we're gonna go around the black sheep brewery um in, it was meant to be in april last year and for obvious reasons it's uh it got cancelled so we're kind of still sat on that but i'm looking forward to uh to going on that tour because it's meant to be really good basically
2: I, lo- I love that man like you're still you're honing in on the, the podcast vibes there you're just saying for obvious reasons like no mention of of the of the big C. No mention of anything. Yeah. No. That's because we don't do it on hours. Like we try
3: to avoid mentioning it. Obviously, we can't avoid but, it every now yeah. and again. So we just kind of say, like, for obvious reasons, like <laughs> cinemas being shut or something like that. And we just kind
2: yeah. of move on. Yeah, well, it's, it's so good. Time. It's so I love that. I absolutely love that. It's so fucking good.
1: It's like he who must not be named. Like you know. It's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> Pretty much. Brilliant. So so I'm actually, Stu, to follow on from you there, I'm on a, I'm on a black sheep ale as well. There which is the black sheep ale, They're amber ale. Yeah. Like you said, they're from Yorkshire just down the road from yourself. And again, this is the same strength actually as the the Pilsner, the Trinity Pilsner from Third uh from Third Circle. Four point four percent. And like I love amber ales. I just think it's such a lovely style. It's like it's like where fucking golden ale meets red ale. It's got that lovely um like barley earthy flavor to it, mixed with that fucking malty bitterness. Like for me, it's it's a lovely style, and I think they've just knocked out a really solid, delicious, mm. incredibly drinkable amber ale. There, like it's it's really really fucking good. And do you know what? I actually love their branding as well. Black Sheep. Like you know, it's not like one's <laughs> going to talk about a brewery later on that is a uh, has very very busy branding. But I like the Black Sheep. It's like fairly simple branding. There's nothing too 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 crazy going on reminds me actually of west kerry blue and where like you know it's a fairly simple label here this this black sheep ale that i have no messing all the folks on the beer um and it's a top top notch beer i'd highly recommend it um it it, it just tastes lovely and it's just really really nice to drink i I, i'm definitely going back to black sheep for more beers um when i decide to to become a traitor (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, the, the branding is good actually it's like kind of instantly recognizable i mean yeah. it is just a black sheep like on, yeah. the, on the logo so but like, mm-hmm. i like these um so like they do they've done this like monty python range i think there's a beer for each of the three films that they've teamed up and done so like oh, this cool. one there's like a holy grail like a meaning of life and the life of brian cat one but this Holy Grail is the only one that comes with this crate, but that's quite a cool branding as well. Cause it just has like the, I don't know if you can see on the bottle. Oh it's yeah. Class.
2: The... Is there a movie poster? Yeah, pretty much. Sure. Yeah, it's like.
1: You love to see it. Owen, what are you drinking tonight? You, you, you you've gone across the, the, the puddle as well.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm um, with a London based brewery, uh, Beaver Town, which uh, which are, like, v- quite popular, aren't they? Like, you, like they would have been, like, known here. would have been probably one of the, the big kind of exports to Ireland as well, like, in terms of availability and off-licences and stuff. So I have the Beaver Town Bloody L uh, Blood Orange IPA. And, yeah, it's lovely. It's, like, one of those stubby cans. It's 5.5%. Um, and it's lovely because, you know, the way sometimes with IPAs, they, like... You know, you love uh, a good IPA that's like, you know, packed full of a punch of flavor and stuff. But sometimes it can go over the top with like the citrusiness, or uh, can go over the top with how fruity they are and stuff like that, uh, which is fine if you're just going to enjoy one. But I'd actually recommend this one if you were having a few cans because the blood orange taste of it is quite subtle. Um and it's just like a lovely beer to 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 drink. Um, so yeah, I, I highly recommend it. And as you were saying about the their branding of the can, um, oh, it's just mental. Like it's uh, yeah. this uh, kind of a skull with all these kind of um, I don't know, flecked artwork and stuff around it. Like um, but also cool. Like like do you know, you you can't knock a brewery for going out there and just being consistent with going absolutely out there as well
1: yeah they're, for me they're like the level below Brewdog dog in terms of like um british independent brewery like recognizability in ireland anyway for certain and yeah I definitely yeah anytime we've gone to the uk if be it f- for work or for pleasure um and we've been in a pub like you can always, nearly always you can get something from them especially around london like in london they're in every pub, and like their gamma ray is just something that like I'm I, like, if I'm in the UK and I see Gamma on tap, it's something that I'm very comfortable going to because I know it's a great beer. Um, and I, I love, I, like I know I talked up the Black Sheep's very simple, Brandon, but I love the kind of madness, just the, the chaos. It's
2: kind of like psychedelic looking, isn't it? Like, yeah.
1: Absolutely. And I think it's almost like, you know, the way Daft Punk brought out Discovery, they had this like running cartoon as their music videos. Oh, yeah. There's almost like this cartoon, like, abstract uh, element to the, the Beaver Town uh labeling as well which i really really enjoy but then
2: that was a good segment though because like uh pre uh the thing that must not be named uh there was a lot of travel between uh us i suppose to to, our travel of us to the uk like going to matches and things like that like you know but um you know like we we often would have got a few cans from uh Tesco or whatever to go to like back to the hotel or whatever, you know, and have a few before heading out or whatever. But like, I don't think we would have had that kind of head loss, head loss at the time to kind of look for these independent uh, craft breweries. Like, you know,
1: Yeah, so. the exception to that is probably in 2016 when we were in Yorkshire, actually we were in just outside Leeds um, and we, we, we ended up in this kind of, it was like a country pub. Oh yeah. And uh, we just I te- I think we were on um Brewdog that night. Something from Brewdog.
2: Uh, yeah, we were also on um the the, the just the fucking oh, John, pumps yeah. just the kind of whatever local fucking swill they had on uh, on on, it, on the tops that's, there like
1: That's a cultural thing Stu, in in the north of England I think is it or like you know that those kind of cask ales those pumps you know, where you just go in and there's something on the pump, like you just pull out a fucking bitter or a lager that's locally brewed or whatever. We don't yeah. have that here.
3: Yeah, no, that's definitely, that's definitely something that happens a lot around here. Yeah. To make, most pubs will have something local
2: on a pump. Yeah, yeah. Um, I always but, find it just so weird, like the, the like, <laughs> like this, it's like, it just doesn't sound right, like what's going on? And like, you're like, oh my God, you're trying to force this thing into the pint glass.
3: Yeah, I mean a lot, a lot like say because where I'm from, being close to Black Sheep, a lot of the like, especially the village uh, pubs and stuff, they all have Black Sheep on.
2: Oh yeah,
1: One what of those, I, yeah, what what those pumps remind me of when they go and you hear the gas engage and everything is like, you know the scene in the Titanic where the the water comes into the um, engine room and your man runs over and he just pulls the big lever like that's what oh, yeah. reminds me of. Um, <laughs> Right, I think I think we'll take a quick break because my glass is empty and I don't have a can within arm's reach. Uh, you may, you may or may not hear an advert, and uh, when we come back, we're going to get delve into modern escapism, what it's about, why you should listen to it, and uh, also we're going to talk a bit a bit about TV and film and gaming and shit like that. So so stay with us. Right. We're back in the room. Uh, you may or may not have heard an advertisement there. Uh, Stu actually. Uh, informed me before the break that often he doesn't hear one in his geographical location so probably what they've done so there I reckon is the host inside has looked at us and said you're such fucking idiots that there's nothing we can sell to the people of Yorkshire for what you're saying <laughs> yeah <laughs> the only thing they can sell is a plane ticket as far away from Waterford as they can possibly get
2: yeah yeah I th- I th- I th- I don't really know what happens sometimes with the uh, with our with our th- thing. Like we we just publish and hope for the best of all the time. Like you know, so uh, apologies if uh, if it cocks up sometimes.
1: Sorry, uh, so it's our, our it's our ex uh, excellent editing skills that we don't use yeah often enough. But look, here we are speaking about. Excellent podcast. Uh, Stu, you, you briefly introduced us to Modern Escapism uh, there earlier. So um, why don't you tell us how it came about? Like, what, how did Modern Escapism as a podcast come about? Because it's, it's a relatively new podcast. You've got 33 episodes to think out. Um, 33. Uh, the format's really interesting to me. It's a long listen. I listen to it in different segments. But I always come back to it because I want to fucking find out how you conclude your conversations and stuff. So uh, it would be great if you could just give us a bit of an insight into how it came about.
3: Yes, yeah, so, uh, basically um one of the guys um has done podcasting for years now and we were all kind of part of a discord uh, community from another podcast and he just put in, in there um he was having trouble with starting his previous podcast up again because of the pandemic um they all used to record in one room and He was struggling to get the guys to do like a Zoom call or something. So he just said he really wanted to get back into podcasting. Does anyone want to start a new podcast? So several people messaged him. Um, We set up our own little private Discord and seven of us jumped into that. Uh, That's kind of whittled down now to just four of us. Uh, So that's kind of where we started, really. It was just uh, one guy messaged out. Do you want to start a podcast? And those of us that were interested
2: jumped on. And did he have like uh did he have a topic for you? Like, did he have like what, what he considered like a basis for the podcast, or was he just like spitballing and want to start a podcast, like you know, or was he, he rolling no, off the last one?
3: Yeah, nothing, nothing, nothing to start with at just, all. He just wanted to start a new podcast and he, and, then, and then he basically we got into this group and then the ideas flowed like what do we want to discuss? What do we want to do? Um we're all into our gaming. That's where the, the other Discord was from, um, from a gaming podcast. So, my, I said, I, I want to do some gaming, but I don't want to be predominantly gaming because we're kind of just, I don't want to piggyback off another podcast. Yeah. And, you know, oh, we're another gaming podcast, everything. So, we there's want so many out do... there and stuff. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, I want to be, wanna be a, bit more do niche. Something, something a bit more different. Yeah. So, we just cover everything, really. Um, we decide on a format what we want to do uh, if you do listen to us you'll find out that we use nicknames um because we met each other online we all have online monikers and we kind of just refer to each other like that so that's how we just carried on referring to each other on the podcast so my um online gaming tag is uh Stigwid. it's like a old english way of uh, it's where the word stewart comes from Oh cool. Yeah, when I was trying to think of like a name for online gaming, I was like, oh what can I think of? And I, could, I just sat there in my room and my mum had bought me one of these plaques, you know, that like tells you where your name comes from and what oh, it means yeah, yeah. and everything. I was like, Oh, that's a bit different. So I went with that and then everyone just sorted it down to Stig because it's just easier.
2: Oh, that's cool, yeah.
3: Yeah. So we all use like nicknames on the show rather than our real
2: names. So what's what's the basis of the format then of the show? How does the, how does a normal show run run out?
3: Uh, so normal show, basically, there's four of us on and uh, Oodles, who hosts, it will, will just ask us what we've been up to. So we'll talk about a film we've watched, a game we've played, a book we've read, some music we've listened to, anything really that's like in pop culture or like media. We'll talk about what we're doing and it doesn't it doesn't have to be anything new. It could be things from years ago that we've only just discovered um like recent like this week and the last couple of weeks, one of the guys has been talking about discovering Wes Anderson films. Oh cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and now I talked about a documentary that came out like two years ago. So it's it's anything really that we've just been doing that week.
2: And do you get the do you get the um are do you try and watch the same thing as uh, as somebody else on the show or do you kind of just spitball like with like you know with, watch what your like you know, what your experience of it is, and see if anybody else has seen it before or whatever it is that? Yeah, we don't we don't try and link up anything. No one
3: says like, "Oh, I'm going to watch this. Why don't you watch it and we'll discuss it." Yeah. We just bring something different to the table, and you know, if someone's, say, for example, it's a film, if one of us has seen it, then we can obviously talk about it because we've seen it. Uh, a lot of the time, we'll find, especially with our listeners, a lot of them have told us that we we really help them out with that figuring out what to watch syndrome so oh you know, fuck, you go on man, that's
2: the worst thing ever isn't it yeah. like oh that netflix scrolling shit is the worst like just like yeah exactly Nef- so- like you watch more trailers and you watch shows you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah we've been told that
3: like it we, we've helped people go like oh right well i know that's on netflix mm. i'm just gonna go watch that this week or something like that so it's uh it's good to know that people obviously taking on
2: what's your what's your approach just um just, just find out like what's your approach to like watching shit? Like, you know, do you are you kind of a traders guy? Are you a reviews guy? Are you uh, like you know? Do you just stumble upon, just play whatever the fuck? You know, I I'm really into films. Yeah. Um.
3: So, but I'll I'll watch anything. Like, I literally I'll watch films from the 1920s all the way up to like modern day stuff. So I've got a huge watch list, and I try to work through some of that. Um, so I'll kind of just depends on what mood I'm in. I mean, if and you're, you're just like,
2: are you adding, adding to that uh watch list, then just from like recommendations other people have spoken about or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. yeah. good about
3: 600 films on my watch list or something stupid, <laughs> ever so. growing,
2: like yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so
3: but yeah, my approach is I kind of like I'm just trying to work through things like that, but uh, and then obviously there's like the shows I've been watching for years. If it's a new series or something, I'll yeah, be watching yeah.
2: that and I'll talk about that.
1: What I, what I love, what I love from listening to it as well is like, you know, you're really clear, you know, if someone's talking about something, someone will always pipe in and say, right, where are you watching? Like, where is this available? And they'll be like, oh, this is on Amazon Prime or it's on Netflix or it's on, you know, you, you've spoken on recent podcasts as well about Disney Star and like what's what's been available on that and stuff. So like, it's really handy because when I'm listening to you guys and I'm like, fuck it, that's something that I'd want to get stuck into. You're always like, yeah, you can find it here. So for me, then I don't need to fucking be trying to search it on Netflix and give up, and come back a few days later and say, "Fuck it, I'm gonna see how is it on Disney Star and all that," which is really, really good. Um, and you do like I like the way you don't coordinate it as well because what, what I found is listening, someone will say, "Oh, you were talking about this a couple of weeks ago," so it led me on to this new thing, and it's mm-hmm. always it's almost like you're you're inspiring each other to watch and play and read different things. So then that as a listener that's like right I need to fucking watch or listen or play it, something else as well you know so it's, it's it's a lovely kind of balance because it's just it's not forced it's not like we have all played this game so you have to go and play it now it's like well i played this i read this i watched this you know so
3: yeah yeah it's completely random there's like say so there's no like linking up on we're going to watch this i mean we, we, we do do those kind of things um but we're kind of trying to save them for like little specials we might do. So for like example, this week, we've three of us have watched the new Justice League cut. And because we've kind of all got a different opinion on it and have quite a lot to say about it, we're going to record a special for that rather than just rather than just five minutes at the start of this week's recording. We're going to do a little special for that. So we will do things like that. But yeah, the majority is there's four of us, each of us have five to ten minutes to chat about it at the beginning, and anyone can pipe in with for their
2: thoughts and stuff on it as well. Yeah, well, that Snyder cut is probably long enough as well to, for <laughs> for everyone to have an opinion on. Four hours long. I did manage to do it, I managed to do it in one sitting at least. Jeez, fair play. It reminds me of uh, oh, what was that? Um, oh, the Irishman, you know, on Netflix. Yeah, that was that was a long watch. Yeah, took me grueling Yeah,
3: just actually watch that as well. I think it took me about a year before I even got around to watching it.
2: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, and then and then we were out of lockdown by the time we finished.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, Stu, like as long as I've known you, like you've been like this TV and film buff that has like so much knowledge on, especially films and stuff like that. So, if someone was to Say right, I've never watched a film in my if you, If Michael Owen said, "Come up to you in the street," because Michael Owen has said this publicly, and like said, five films. Yeah, I've much. never, I've never seen a film in my life. <laughs> what, a, what a weirdo! What's <laughs> yeah, yeah. the one film everyone should see before they die? Oh, good question. Oh,
3: the one film. I think I'd just suggest my favorite film, which is Die Hard. Oh, class. Uh, yeah.
2: Christmas film or not?
3: Yeah. Uh, i class it as a christmas film yeah yeah
1: did, it, like yeah. there's so many christmas references it can't not be yeah. yeah
3: exactly i mean it has been a bit of a butt of a joke on the podcast about the first several weeks it was like can you get a diehard reference in there so mm. it's uh but yeah it's you know there are technically better films better made films out there but
2: is know, there a funner? is there a funner film?
3: No, like the yeah. your favorite film doesn't have to be the best film ever, does it? Yeah. Like, so mm. for me, it's just like watch Die Hard, have an amazing time.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's like um, it's like the uh, like the Fast and the Furious series. Like, you know, they're absolutely <laughs> trash films. Like, but mm. they're just so fun to watch. Like, <laughs> proper guilty pleasure, then. Yeah, yeah. Pure bonkers, like
1: yeah. But it's kind. It's kind of like uh, when. when... When I'm talking about films of people, because I'm not a like I can't name directors. I'm terrible with actors' names, but I I'm like right if I watch film I like it, and um, so I've often found like the film that probably has stood with me the most from when I was younger is Cinema Paradiso. Like I remember watching that in school and being like a fucking fifteen sixteen year old male who like doesn't give a fuck about these things and thinking that's that's incredible like I don't know what it is but it's special do you know that kind of way mm. <laughs> you ask me my favourite film then it's probably something like you know like you say it's not the best made film but it's probably something that really fucking hits home with what you're passionate about so like I love The Rush as a film where like um, oh, yeah. uh, you know about, about James Hunt and Niki Lauda because I'm a big Formula 1 fan I'm sticking with Motorsport I saw Le Mans 66 in the last year and that was really, really good with Christian Bale. Um, and it was like the Ford versus Ferrari thing from Le Mans. So like, I think it, it's very much like what's your passion and what fucking interests you. So you have the background interest. Um, and you, you do this brilliant thing as well, Stu, where uh, you talk, Owen mentioned trash there. You've been doing this thing as well every now and again where you talk about trash TV or like... Oh, yeah. That's, that's my favorite segment of modern escapism because like there's so much... I think as well, like kids nowadays growing up now will not have no concept of trash TV because everything is streamed or everything is, you know, they can't. So they don't have this thing where which we had when we were growing up where like if you were at home on your own on a Thursday evening and you weren't going anywhere, there was nothing to do with watch TV, and especially like, you know, on, like before this like fucking Sky Plus era when we were younger we were like, you know, you had 10 channels or 12 channels at home. So like you, you had limited choices and you had to watch some fucking trash back in the day. So like, wow. A bit of insight into that, like the trash TV side of things, like how, um, how has that made us way onto the podcast? And it's something I love on it anyway.
3: Yeah. So the other thing we do after we've kind of done our, Talk about what we've been doing is we have like a main segment each week, and this literally ranges from anything. I mean, sometimes it's not even anything to do with media. Um, we just talk about we'll just talk about anything really. Um So we'll pick a, a, a subject, and one that came up recently was your favorite trash TV. So we're talking about things that like you just stick on and you just can't you just love to watch. So I brought up things like Storage Wars and. Just tattoo of us, like if you've seen that show where friends get design a tattoo and get it tattooed on their friends, and usually it ends up with being some horrendous tattoo that someone gets. Uh, we just have a lot of fun with that with that main segment, and we just sometimes it's you know we'll 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 delve into things that we're quite passionate about. If it's something to do with say gaming, or this recent one we did uh, was about films and game scores and uh, like soundtracks and things. And then other times we'll just go off the rails and do something stupid. Uh, we did one about YouTube rabbit holes, like those kind of things where you'll just click on something and you'll just um, uh, why you watch it. And if you listen to that one, I brought something to the table that got a really, uh, well, to be honest, a brilliant reaction because they were kind kind of disgusted with what I brought to the table. So <laughs> yeah, we just kind of do those kind of things. We we we, we just yeah. Anything and everything we, we kind of try and think of. Um we don't well, no, I can't to, leave I can't leave you go without so. saying
2: what, what you what everyone was
3: absolutely disgusted with. Well oh, I was trying to get people to tune in and listen to it. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I was uh yeah, I was first up. See so, see um we did a, a show on Guilty Pleasures and um one of uh Oodles uh basically brought something to the table he's talking about um he likes to read um porn comments. you know, like on porn videos, like read the comments underneath and like goes for like a, like a bit of a rabbit hole reading porn comments. And then he said something about chewing his toenails or something. And so I thought when it came to YouTube rabbit holes, I was probably going to talk about something disgusting. And he wasn't the worst one I was. And I brought up, uh, you know, like uh, pop spotting videos. Jesus
2: (laughs) Christ, man. Oh God. I have done this. I've done this before myself. And it's the worst thing you can ever do. Like, yeah, It's such a fucking, like, it's horrible, but it's such a fucking pleasurable
1: thing. Yeah, so exactly. But it's like, it became a Facebook phenomenon for a while where, like, oh. it, you couldn't, you, like, the moment you tap the Facebook icon on your phone, you <laughs> yeah, you're in a fucking spot popping video. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive and June. Olive and June gives you.
2: Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: I, I don't know. Like, I think YouTube rabbit holes are phenomenal. How do we never talk about YouTube rabbit holes on this? Like, we definitely talk about it in the pub sometimes. Like, I go down these YouTube rabbit holes where I watch a TV show like, I watched like I rewatched the U.S. Office recently, and then I go down. I keep on going down these YouTube rabbit holes of interviews with the actors, um, or like, do you know when they do these like festivals where they talk about a series and there's like these panels? Mm. I can't like I can't help myself, but get stuck in these YouTube rabbit holes of these interviews and stuff, mm. um, which is not not disgusting.
2: I had a good one recently, actually, of um, <clears throat> gender reveal fails. so it's just uh, uh, there's just so many good ones there's ones like you know uh, like there's these uh, like two little kids um, and then the mom uh, the pregnant mom and the dad were were there like you know and the dad's there with this like fucking gigantic novelty like pin to pop the balloon like you know and (laughs) so it's like this big big huge like black balloon like you know and, uh, you know, a big countdown. then, you know, three, two, one, and the kids leave go of the balloon, and the balloon <laughs> just falls off into the sky, and they're like, no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, it's so good. Uh, yeah, that was that was a classic one, that was really good. Uh, I, I got a great laugh at that, but yeah, but it's, it's you know, it, it, it gets to that point as well where you know like you know you enjoy it for say the first hour or so of doing it and then like there comes a point where you go what the fuck am i doing like what the, like what yeah. the fuck am i watching like, usually uh, that's about one o'clock in the morning yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. actually yeah, it's probably not um it's not probably based on length of time watched it's probably based on time of day <laughs> Yeah, where you go, fuck, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I'm I'm now an expert on
3: how to build a little mud hut in <laughs> yeah, Cambodian, yeah, yeah. Cambodian forest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you've yeah. seen those videos, those guys are incredible. Like building these little huts, like <laughs> showing you how to you how to make clay and everything to build these huts. It's crazy.
1: I think um the, the casting about those videos are like they start off really, really slow. And then you just do this sped up thing. So like the first couple of minutes it shows you like the basic fundamentals of getting started mm. and then they like power through all like heavy lifting bits basically mm. so in your head so consciously you're like i could build a hut in a day yeah yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> <taken> <laughs> advice, like four weeks <laughs> yeah yeah like they, they kind of tricky in the way they edit the videos so like it's it almost in your head it looks like jesus they've only been that i a couple of hours that's no bother
2: it's like, um, you know, those like um GIF uh, recipes and stuff, you know, where like, you know, people are like uh, cooking like or baking, I don't know, like salted caramel brownies or something, you know, and it's like, you know, all, all you see is like these like tiny, tiny little bowls of like, you know, the sugar and the salt and uh like the the cream and all this like but everything is already weighed out perfectly like you know and it's like you know add in add in your salt add in your sugar add you know and it's just like you know stir quick you know all this shit like you know and then like when you go to do the fucking thing you're like (laughs) weighing out for about half an hour like yeah you know like you're you're peeling a mango or something like what the? this is fucking taking way too long those those boys did that in 30 seconds like
1: thought the caramel brownies less than five minutes (laughs) you're like five minutes in trying to figure out the recipe list exactly snap snap
2: the
3: fingers don't then like it all of a sudden changes from ingredients to brownie yeah 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 that's
1: um that's something my wife gets stuck on actually is a Instagram videos on recipes like uh, like sometimes I'll be out trying to, trying to talk to her and she'll just like not be listening and i am be like are you watching food videos on Instagram again
2: yeah I don't mind that though like because I, I, I like I, I think like Kira has more patience than I do with those things, and actually like follows through with the end product. Like you know, so I I always come out the winner of these things. You know, have no, never
1: actually goes and cooks something. Like.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I did it, I did it once. There was I
3: came on an advert. and It was like after showing this um, curry, but it just kept skipping through like the 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 sections what to do really quickly. Yes, yeah. so I kept going back and like, right, okay, I need that much, need that much, need that much, and I made a note of it all. It was a really nice curry. I actually managed to get it done in the end, but like, it took me about five minutes to go back through this thirty-second advert to get actually all the ingredients and how much you needed.
2: Yeah, because like sometimes as well, like they don't have like you have to, I don't know, click in a into a link. Oh my god, do you know those recipe web pages, Matt, where they te- like they have about like. Uh, like they have like a book's worth of text beforehand been like you know it was the autumn of 2016 <laughs> and I was frolicking through fields in North Carolina where I discovered upon a field of mushrooms and it was this that made me think of this result and you're like where the fuck is the recipe like <laughs> I just want like ingredients and method like that's what
1: I want you yeah well like how are they supposed to tell you the recipe if they're tripping on the mushrooms <laughs> I know I know <laughs>
2: but like what uh, that That has to be that has to be like advertising space is it is that through crack that they're doing that for like that they're trying to get like trying to like fill as much text so that like advertisers can just fill up their page with like ads i think yeah
3: it must be that like yeah. if you go through those things you, you you scroll down through about five different adverts don't
2: you yeah 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 oh fuck they have,
3: they one, have two to that.
1: north carolina when i as as I got thirsty, I had a sweet, cool can of Coca Cola. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs>
1: it was the only thing that could quench my thirst because the Pilsner Prowl had not come up with anything that registered no. nine on a Richter scale yet. <laughs> not yet, no. Not yet, no, not yet. Um still, where can people find modern escapism podcasts? Because I highly recommend it.
3: Yeah, so we we drop uh, new episodes every Thursday. Um, If you just search Modern Escapism on any podcast um, app, we're we're on there. You'll see, um, we've just got some new artwork done recently, actually, because our original artwork was shocking. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So yeah, you'll see us there. It's the the, um, little spaceman with the neon sign. Um, We're at Modern Escapism on Twitter as well. And all of our links and stuff, for socials
1: and stuff from there yeah we'll tag modern escapism in the in, in this podcast uh, when we release it on social media um, let's why don't we do
2: a little episode of modern escapism right now right so it doesn't have to be something that you've planned for for next or for your next release or anything, or it can be something that you've already spoken about, sure. But let, let's let let's let's go a quick round one thing that we've all we've all watched or 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 played or viewed or whatever in the last in the last week or whatever. Does that is it does that suit you, Sue? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, DJ, can I, will I go for you yeah. first?
1: Yeah, I'll go first. Go for it. So basically, the story behind this was um, my two little cousins who or anybody starts talking about what he who shall not be named are in my fucking bubble. Cause I'm, I'm up helping them on the phone. My two little cousins stayed at our house last weekend. Um, and, uh, I was like, right, we'll watch a film. And I, I was doing that fucking Netflix scroll trying to see what film. And I thought, Hey, this film actually they'll really enjoy. It's really funny. it will be really great. Boys are 11 and nine. So like, I thought, this is perfect film. Neve says to me, it says 15s. Do you want them to watch it? I was like, it'll be no problem. It's funny. Look, it's fine. There won't be anything beyond them. We hit play. Neve had never seen this film, so she had not engaged it against it. I was like, oh, it's grand. Like I watched it loads. No, I watched it when we were in college like fucking 57 times, but I hadn't watched it since. And the intro to it is a song... This is a call back to episode four of the Snowcast, Owen, all those years ago. Mm. The the intro is Jackie Moon singing (laughs) sexy. (laughs) I wanted to show my 11 and 9-year-old cousins uh, fucking semi-pro, which obviously after like three minutes, Neve was like, turn it off and put something child-appropriate on, being a responsible adult that she is. So I did, Uh, but we watched it today. Uh, we watched him like fucking, today's a Saturday, we watched it like 12 o'clock on a Saturday, semi-pro. And uh, it was it was so fucking good. Like, it, it's one of those that, you know, a lot of those uh, comedy films from that era probably don't hold up as well today in terms of like, you know, what's, what what comedy is acceptable. I'm thinking like Buzz of Fury really, really does not travel well Uh in terms of like being culturally appropriate, modern day, uh, semi pro isn't bad. Like you know, and and it has like Andre five thousand uh, playing this this uh, this 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 Maverick basketball player. It has Woody Harrelson, which I think is really really funny because he plays this uh, like like really fucking old, um, uh, beyond his peak basketball player. And I like to think that Woody Harrelson and semi pro is playing. The Woody Harrelson from White Men Can't Jump when he's like ready to retire. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't line up chronologically because Semi Pro takes place in 1976, and White Men Can't Jump takes place in, in the nineties. Is it? 90s. The, yeah. That being said, like you know, it's it's a really good. It's just such a fucking easy watch, and uh, given the obvious circumstances, uh, to use a modern escapism, isn't isn't um, <laughs> given the circumstances that bit of fucking just nonsense is, is more than welcome so yeah i recommend semi-pro uh if you don't want to watch a serious film and you want to watch a film that's well under the two hours and just easy watching
2: yeah those those will farrell films are just so good aren't they just uh, just pure like just a pure escape with like you know um like uh what um like Step Brothers is always just a go-to that you can just like, it's just you can just watch and like you know even even as well like Elf at fucking Christmas as well. It's just quality quality watching, you know.
1: Um, like Step Step Brothers and Anchorman have to be the two most quotable films ever. Yeah, made. definitely, yeah. And even semi-pro, like there's a lot of gifts out there from semi-pro that that are brilliant. Like everybody love everybody, everybody panic, and you know. There's a lot of gifts that that crop up. Um, and there's some there's some brilliant characters, and actually like there's some brilliant um actors who have smaller roles before they hit it big. Like Ed Helms has a couple of lines in it. Um you know, there's there's some great little cameos as well. So it's it's cool. Like you see Ed Helms pop up and you're like, Oh my god, you're fucking you're Stu from the office, or you're Stu from Dying Over, and Andy from the office, and here you are with like a two two or three line part in what is a terrible film but a terribly enjoyable terrible film
2: yeah yeah that's class man yeah fuck Uh, yeah i must i must go back and watch some uh well films because yeah they are actually they are like quintessentially escapism like Mm. yeah um Stu, what about yourself
3: well i might as well mention talk about justice league
2: Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Um, so I decided I would sit through all four hours of this this week. Um,
2: did you watch the original?
3: I have seen the original when it first came out in two thousand seventeen, and it's terrible. It's an absolute mess. Yeah, it's just a mess of two different directors, two different styles. Just like oh, it's all over the place. Um, but I, I am not a fan of Man of Steel or Batman versus Superman. I'm not massive fan of Zack Snyder's style um i feel like he writes his characters and his stories like a 15 year old would write them yeah like yeah, 15 16 year old yeah this is awesome like that's that's how batman should be that's how superman should be and um but i i just got caught up in this big thing to do with the the whole releasing the Snyder cut stuff um and so I was just like, do you know what, you know, it's only fair to criticize it or, you know, not criticize it if you've watched it. So I said, fuck it, I'm going to watch it. Uh, I actually didn't mind it. I actually quite enjoyed it.
2: Oh, good stuff. That's good to hear. Like, Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. I, I went fully into this thinking, I am going to hate this. I'm going to spend four hours of my life, come out of it and be like, what the fuck was that? And yes, there are overindulgent parts. there. it's, it's full of Snyderisms. There's so much slow, slow mo in it. Uh, there's one section where he does a slow mo during a flash sequence, and this like hot dog stand gets oh, hit or something. And there's like a slow mo of a sesame seed, uh, an actual seed off a bun falling onto the floor. It's just like. Oh stuff like that it's just it it's so so stupid, but the second half is just kind of really holds holds together well it's a lot better than the second like the final act of the original cut uh, it's a lot more cohesive um which you'd think you'd hope for in a four hour film yeah um and it kind of, and it really it does well by the characters cyborg and the flash if you've seen the weed and cut they were just
2: forgotten about
3: yeah cyborg
2: was the worst ever character did nothing absolutely nothing, nothing
3: whereas this film he's pretty much essential he's integral to the plot he's integral to the outcome of the film he has so much to do and you can really understand uh why rhea fisher was pissed off not just because of the other stuff that might have gone on uh, but there, there's, you know, accusations of bullying and and racism and stuff with that. But in terms of he, I imagine him watching that film and just being like, "What the fuck?
2: Yeah, where yeah. where
3: am I? I filmed all this stuff, all these <laughs> things. Like I'm literally a massive part of this film, and you've cut everything out.
2: Instead, you've just put in Henry Cavill's <laughs> Photoshop face.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, and. It, it it works really well. Uh, Steppenwolf looks better. He still looks a bit, you know, too get He looks a bit like from a game CG, like yeah, 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 like from a game, really. But he looks better. He sounds better. He's got more, motiva- uh, more uh, motivation, more motivation, more storyline. You understand why he's doing what he's doing, rather than just being a generic bad guy. <laughs> um, but everyone really kind of has something to do, which is good. Um, but some of it's a bit weird, like wonder woman's introduction is really odd um it's the same introduction as the 2007 one but they've added in some swearing and some blood and a bit more violence and she she just comes across as like really brutal right okay Um, like i mean yeah she's there trying to save these people from terrorists but she does it in such a brutal way in this version it's really odd um, especially that some of the dialogue in that scene and other scenes is a bit clunky, but overall, I, I you know if I was giving it something out of five, I give it a three out of five. It's probably the third best film about out of all those DCEU films. Um, and you know, the guy went through a really horrible time back then. Yeah, uh, yeah, and that's why he kind of stepped away from the project. And it's nice to see him get this cut and annoyingly as much as i didn't like the previous two films it's left me wanting more that's like, that's good like, like that's, like, that's really want to watch what he wants to do next yeah
2: and like it's good to see that like the dc universe has got you know some bit of a winner off of this it seems like um mm. because like I uh, like those those comic book characters I would normally prefer to the Marvel characters, you know, just in, in general from like even like the old school days of even like say like the 90s Batman and stuff like that, you know, where you're kind of like early 80s Batmans and stuff like that, where you're just like, oh, like this is this is really cool. Um like just cool characters even like cool backstories as well of like even just batman and superman as just their backstories are, are so much cooler than i think a lot of the the marvel characters but then you just see what the marvel the mcu has done and uh like and kevin feige and stuff like uh just spearheading that and like just the cohesiveness and how much they've planned this out and that every film just makes sense even like the worst ones of like fucking Thor the Dark World or whatever like just um are you know even like you you end up even though there's whatever like 23 24 films in that franchise now you'd be happy enough to go back and watch every single one so that you're part of this whole universe and that you're part of that timeline but like you couldn't pay me to go and watch Batman versus Superman now, yeah. like, out of a fucking four fucking, you know, like, a, like, a tiny little universe at the moment that they've tried to develop, you know? Do you, think
1: yeah. the, do you think the problem with the DCU is that they haven't developed the characters enough? Like, you know... I just don't think,
2: like a, a, I, I don't think there's, like, a... I don't think there's, like, a big a big plan. Like, I don't think that they... Yeah. They needed they needed a win off the bat the way uh, M, the Marvel Universe got a big win off Iron Man off the the, at the the very start you know
1: that's what I was going to say Like Iron Man wasn't the front and centre of the Marvel Universe before the movies came out like you know Mm. you know you, you had established Marvel Universe characters but like they really worked hard to promote like Thor and Iron Man and release those films and put a lot into them whereas I feel like the DCU almost like they did the Superman movie and the Batman movie. They didn't really develop any of the other characters, and then they just put out Justice League, as opposed to what Marvel did. Yeah, no,
2: up. you're 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 dead right. They're they're <laughs> actually trying to rely really heavily on their heavy hitters from yeah. the Bat, whereas like MCU actually tried to develop up those kind of lesser known characters. On, on I suppose on a on a grand scale, like was, you know,
1: that was yeah. my day because I think I didn't go see Justice League in 2017. I'm pretty sure. Steve said it was shit. Yeah. <laughs> um. And and like, I don't regret not going to see it because of the critical praise it got. Like, uh, I like I was looking it up actually when the the new director's cut came out to see would I be bothered to even watch this, and like it it didn't even win. Like it got nominated in the Oklahoma Film Festival for the worst film of the year. And I couldn't even win that it came second in that like <laughs> 2017 cut. So you know what? That's brilliant, Stu. Like I'll definitely watch the direct the new directors cut yeah. of that. The of I, cut.
3: I think what it like what it does well is like what you're saying about they didn't bother to develop the characters, whereas this cut actually does some tries to introduce you, it's like right, this is the first film we're gonna see, The Flash and Cyborg, mm-hmm. and it spends its time developing them, yeah. which is good because yeah, in the other cut that we just thrown in for no reason.
1: Whereas what MCU did was they gave the, they would have given the what the way they approached it for the Marvel universe was they would have given the Flash and Cyborg their own a couple of films before they released Justice League so that you were familiar and comfortable with them.
3: Yeah, I mean, imagine watching the first Avengers, and they didn't do a Captain America film. He's just in it from yeah. the start. Yeah, that would. Why would it's like why do I care about Captain America? Yeah, I know nothing about him
1: or no iron man imagine iron man like you'd never come across iron man apart from a comic book before the first avengers it would have just not made any sense yeah yeah because no you wouldn't have understood tony stark at all that's a good observation um oh, oh and what about you uh
2: yeah so i suppose to uh really going to uh escapism for me uh Uh, In the last week or so, I started and finished um, a PlayStation game uh, called uh, Concrete Genie. Um, So this is a game where you play, it's like a real indie small kind of game where you play as, uh, if you're playing as like a kind of teenage kid who like does kind of graffiti artwork and he's getting like bullied by uh, like these kind of like street kids, and it's all about this town called Danka, I think is the name of the town. But uh, Danka, there was like this oil spill a couple of years ago and like the whole town kind of got like uh, saturated in this like darkness. So it was like at a time whereby the town got like uh, saturated in the oil, but like also like people's kind of negativity kind of got in with this oil. So it like covered all the, all the walls with this like negativity. And then this guy this uh, this uh, teenage kid then like gets these like special powers then because uh, he's into uh, this artwork, but he can like paint the walls. So it's just like real kind of like uh, it's you know it's it's not a, a challenging game at all. It's like a real puzzly game, but it's just to like paint the walls of the town and to light up these light bulbs in order to light up the city and to kind of get rid of the darkness. Um, but yeah like like really 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 cool art style and stuff in it like this kind of uh, I don't know like it mixes up kind of uh, this kind of like comic booky art style with then with this like very um, comic booky but then also with a kind of like uh, like graphic art uh, uh, art style as well um, at the same time um, like true like cutscenes and stuff in it but like it was literally like pure escapism like where you're just like oh really really feel good and like you know kind of like moral of the story of like bullying is bad kind of shit coming true as well like but um I just had a really good time just like playing it like and I was just yeah like honestly like pure escapism because you know I think like before that then I was playing like Madden NFL like 21 like which is a great game as well but like uh, it sometimes I just like to like to dive into these like mad games of uh just you know where there's the story just taking you somewhere you know so uh, yeah that was a that was a really cool one um oh no Stu have you ever played like any kind of like those kind of like single player uh like narrative driven games I all the time yeah
3: yeah I've got Concrete Journey because it was on PS Plus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's definitely that's yeah, so, And you could play it in VR as well. So I'm going to give it a go in VR, see what that's like. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I play I play single player stuff at the moment. I'm playing um, uh, the Miles Morales Spider Man game on my PlayStation at the moment, um, Death Stranding on the PC, um, nothing on the Switch at the moment. Um, my kids tend to play that more at the mo- on that at the moment. But yeah, I, I just dive into all different kinds of games, to be honest
2: yeah yeah um but yeah yeah i just i sometimes it's like really cool just to get, get lost in that world i'm playing I, after i finished that I, pl- um, I started playing um control i don't know if you've ever played that Oh i've got um, it yeah 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 so uh that's that's fucking freaky as well like it's just it's, it's such a weird game uh but i love it. it's kind of like uh along the lines of like bioshock or something like that but uh yeah no it's cool cool i love i love just kind of like diving into those uh those like pure escapism where you're just like, like I'm I'm literally like leaving this world I'm in now and I'm just going to self-contain in this mad uh, yeah. other world.
3: I, I did that recently. I just come off hundred hours on a PC game called Valheim. Like it just me and oh, yeah. a few of my friends that we play online with. Um It's uh, like a Viking survival game. So it's full of building, fighting, mining resources making weapons making armor and we got we f- killed the fifth boss and now we're just waiting for updates because apparently it's going to be like another four bosses but it's not going to be till like the end of the year but yeah it's like a 100 hours and like it was just it just every free moment i had it's like right i'm going to go on there i'm going to do this i'm going to build my house add to my house so i've got my, my own little house which is, has like all like my like my weapons that i've with now because i've upgraded to better ones like i'm gonna put them on the wall and i'm gonna like oh there's the heads of my enemies on the wall and <laughs> i can make a throne i'm gonna put a throne in in there and everything it's just like it just got a little bit out of hand but it's like you say it's like it was such good escapism and um
1: wife's kind of on the move now i was gonna say the white wave the wife waiting for you to fix the washing machine
3: <laughs> oh uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> i got, uh every now and again, she's just like, have you finished on that yet? And i like, oh yeah, I'm just, I was just doing this. I was just doing that. And it's like, I planned on going on for, you know, I'll just go on for a quick 20 minutes to smelt this ore to turn it into iron <laughs> so I can build a, build it something. And then you're like, right, I've done that. I'll just, I'll just go here. Okay, I've yeah, done yeah. That. Right, I'll just do that. And then you're like, you've sat there and you're on, you've been on it for like three hours. 3 a.m.,
2: yeah.
3: I, I honestly I swear, me and... These there was four um, four of us. We've got I've got a big like group of friends I play online with, but four of us got really into it. And some mornings it was like three a.m. <laughs> like, just, you just time just gets away from you.
1: Yeah, it does doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh right, folks, I think we're gonna wrap up the podcast there anyway. Uh, because we're going getting into modern escapism levels of time of recording <laughs> here. Yeah. We're gonna wrap up the podcast and continue the conversation offline. Uh if you want to look up modern escapism, as do said, you can search it. it's literally modern escapism on a podcast app, Spotify, app, iTunes, iListener it podcast addict, it. it's up there, it's very easy to find. Oh, I really recommend it. Really, really recommend it. I fucking love it and um, it's great for me like a podcast that I just dip into uh, in the car or somewhere going somewhere it's a lovely podcast having the background when you're cooking uh, especially when they're talking about different biscuits it works up a real for your dinner as Texans do today just telling them that I was listening to him talking about Cabaret's Crunchy Melts as I cook dinner and then after know, when they got some I enjoyed them with my tea so I highly recommend it uh, and you, as Steve said you can find them on social media they're Modern Escapism on Instagram and Twitter it's really easy to find them on there uh, give him a photo, give me a listen uh, it, it, you won't regret it um especially if you have the time to 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 have a listen and especially if you're into your tv film and gaming you get some brilliant recommendations there so uh like like since i've started listening to modern escapism my watch list my playlist has has gone through the roof i just not a fucking time to watch or play any of these games or, or tv shows for us you can find us on if you're new to our podcast you can find us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook, we're at Snowcast and all of those if you feel like it's worth uh, giving a few pounds to the cause, uh, updating our uh, infrastructure or indeed uh, giving us a few pounds a month so that we can help uh, contribute to our charitable causes that we like to back every now and again. You can follow us on www.patreon.com snowcast On there, you've got different tiers, different uh, levels of subscriptions you can subscribe to. So that's been that been this week. the It's been a fucking brilliant chat. I think the, this is one of those where I'm going to have to go to the fridge straight afterwards to get another can because we've talked about so much stuff online. Uh I can't wait to delve in and, and get Stewan Owen's insights into some other games and TV shows to watch uh, after we finish recording um you can give us if 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 you want if you want any info on that give us another email where the snowcast at gmail.com we'll send you on some of the games and tv shows that we've spoken about tonight and that we'll speak about off air and uh lads parting uh words for listeners on go to you first
2: uh yeah uh thanks lads for listening and uh yeah just check out modern escapism <laughs> there sounds like a fucking savage podcast and i'll be checking out anyway
1: so it's it's actually born, oh, it's right up your alley I can't believe I've never actually said it to you in person like Stu's going to kill me after this
2: uh, we don't <laughs> talk outside of the um, podcast <laughs> yeah yeah
1: uh, Stu any parable words for listeners
2: uh, yeah just thanks for having me on it's,
3: it's been a good laugh uh, really nice to chat about it and kind of spread the word of the podcast but yeah if you're uh, if you're a massive nerd like me then uh, we'll be right up your uh, right up your alley but even if you're not we know we like say we recommend films and TV and everything like that, just the simple things in life. And we're we're there to try and get you away to from uh, the shit that goes on in real life. It's trying to distract you. So yeah, check us out.
1: Shit, shit indeed. It's a slone for me, slogan for me. Torara, mind yourselves and take care. And we'll talk to you again next week.